Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 73, Family Mealtime Strategies for Absolute Beginners. I remember the very first time that I tucked neatly packaged, freshly cooked, shredded chicken into my freezer and I literally feel like I had made a Nobel Prize winning discovery of some kind. And honestly, that was the moment where everything started to change in my kitchen was that one decision I made to try freezing meal prepped chicken. Now, I understand now that this was not exactly earth shattering science, but it made a huge difference for my family. So what does that have to do with you? Maybe you've been following along with the podcast for a while, or maybe you're new here, but maybe you've heard some of these episodes about all of these meal planning and meal prep techniques, and you've thought, I think that would be wonderful. I want to jump in. I want to be on board, but I just have no idea where to start. Um, This was obviously me for a long time because I didn't even know there was a place to start, right? This wasn't something even on my radar. So I've been there and I understand that overwhelm. And I understand that sometimes uh, the information on the podcast can feel like a lot. Um, And you just want to know what the most important things to do are. Well, lucky for you, that's what we're talking about today today. We're just going to go into the smallest steps you can make to get the biggest results in your home. Um, I do want to note that part of the reason that the information you learn on the podcast may feel overwhelming is just because of the nature of a podcast. So I'm teaching you a lot of information surface level deep, and I know you need more than that. And I'm here to give that to you. But as far as the podcast goes, this is the kind of content that does well. The nitty gritty deep stuff is just a little bit too heavy for the podcast. So I'm absolutely creating that content as well. And if you feel like you want to get started, but you're not sure where, then the master mealtime course might be the answer for you. So this is the course I've been talking about since the foundation of the podcast, but Um, have been talking about more recently as the launch date is getting closer. It has not been announced yet, but will be announced soon. And if you feel like you need more of a step-by-step system where you know exactly what to do at every step along the way, the course may be for you. So make sure you're on the wait list for that. I'll go ahead and drop a link to that in the show notes. But until then, I want to be there for you. So I am here to give you the best mealtime strategies for you to do right now. The simplest things you can do to get the biggest bang for your buck. And in order to do this, I'm actually going to go into each of the four pillars of the planned, prepped, and productive brand. If you're not familiar with those, you heard them 
in the intro, in the podcast intro. Um, and if you want more information about that, I have a podcast as well as a free guide um, about the four pillars of successful family meals. So I will drop links to those as well, but you'll get a little introduction to them in this episode as well. Let's go ahead and dive in to the strategies for when you don't know where to start. So the first category in the Planned, Prepped, and Productive brand is mindset and self-care. And this one is one that I feel like is one that nobody else that's teaching meal planning or meal prep talks about. Um, But one of the biggest reasons we feel so stressed and overwhelmed about feeding our families is because being a mom, feeding families is a big job. And when we're not taking care of ourselves, or when we're not considering the way our thoughts affect our experience in the kitchen and beyond, we're not really ready to make those lifestyle changes or habit changes um, that require more traditional means of meal planning and meal prep um, because our mind's not ready for it. So this is absolutely the place to start, even if this is not familiar to you. So Again, you can learn more about that in that guide, but I just want to kind of preface why mindset and self-care are so important to the brand. So what tasks could you do to improve your mealtime mindset or to practice self-care so that you're prepared to make more changes in the kitchen that will lead to more peace and freedom in your evenings? The first thing is to consider learning about limiting beliefs or mindset. Um, Limiting beliefs in particular has been really helpful for me as I try to uncover things that are keeping me stuck in any sort of routine in my mom life, but particularly in the kitchen. In order to learn about these things, you can try reading books. Um, Never Good Enough by Monica Ramirez Basco is a good example, or Mindset by Carol Dweck could be helpful as well. And I'm going to go ahead and drop links to those books in the show notes so you could try them out. Another simple idea to get started is to make a list of your limiting beliefs. So I'm just going to go ahead and quickly define those. A limiting belief is any idea that you believe that may be keeping you stuck. So the biggest one that I hear um, about meal planning and meal prep is I don't have time to meal plan or meal prep. And of course, we all have varying levels of time. I'm not here to judge you or judge your productivity or any choices that you're making. However, we all know that we are all given the same amount of time and that the time does exist and could be created to make changes in your home if it's a priority. And I'm not here to even say that it needs to be your priority right now, but that it could be if you chose for it to. So that's just one example of a limiting belief that I hear all the time is I don't have time. So when you consider limiting beliefs, you're thinking of things that might be holding you back when it comes to reaching your full potential. So think of any ideas about how you feel about mealtime that are just causing you to feel negative. So another one I hear a lot is my kids don't eat anything I make uh, or I never get any help. These are all kind of thoughts that might have truth to them. I think that's something really important to consider about limiting beliefs, but just because there's some element of truth doesn't mean it has to be your truth and that you can't change that narrative. So that's the suggestion here is to write down any beliefs that are keeping you stuck and then consider how you can change the narrative for yourself and then start to see changes in your home. 
Um, another idea is to just simply look at your digital life um, and see if changing your social media habits or your phone habits could open up space or time so that you can dive into some of these other techniques that we're going to talk about um, and that you'll have the space to do that. So, I mean, maybe something as simple as a social media fast for 30 days would give you the time to implement a mealtime system that works better for you because you've cleared out the space specifically for that task, right? Another idea if you're struggling and maybe not feeling doing a lot of mindset work, but you feel like you need to be refreshed um, is to make a list of self-care activities uh, that you can do so that you can start feeling more yourself, um, which as a mom can be really challenging. Um, And as you make this self-care list, I encourage you to write down whether or not the activities you're writing down that you enjoy, things you love, things that um, bring you happiness, write down whether they energize you or whether they take energy away from you. And this is not necessarily to say you should always do these things on this list or these things on this list, because if you wrote them down, it's obviously something that you love, but it can help you to choose your self-care activities appropriately. For example, if I am just really struggling to get anything done, um, feeling really drained, really exhausted, um, I know that I feel energized by playing the piano or by going for a walk or by reading a book. Those things might be the best choices to make if I still have to kind of push through some more mom tasks later in the day. Whereas social media or watching a movie or those kinds of tasks that also bring me some level of enjoyment, but they don't necessarily increase my energy to do more. Those might be better choices for the evening or winding up for bed. Does that make sense? So make a list of self-care activities so that whenever you start to feel that drain, that mom drain, you can know what things you need to do to kind of recover and pull out of that. The last idea in this category is to listen to podcasts uh, about self-care, mindset, or personal development. Um, I personally love Jodi Moore. I've learned a lot from her Um, I also have several mindset episodes myself that you may want to listen to that I'll be sure to drop in the show notes as well. We're going to dig into pillar number two, which is planning. Um, And I have to be clear here because meal planning is one of the pillars, but right now we're just talking about planning in general, life planning. So maybe you feel like your mindset is in an okay spot right now and you're feeling motivated and ready to change. You might want to jump right into that meal plan, but not so fast Here at Plan Prepped and Productive, your life plan always comes first. So mastering planning your day-to-day life ensures that you create a meal plan that makes sense for your busy life, not one that's just going to cause you even more stress and more overwhelm. So I talk to so many moms who don't really have a strategy when it comes to meal planning, and I get it. I didn't for the first like six years of my marriage, so... I get what it's like to be there. Um, So they might just download a meal plan for free off of the internet, or maybe they write one down of their own, but they just write this down willy-nilly without any kind of consideration for what they have going on in their week or month or forever, right? So it's no surprise that a lot of meals that are planned go uncooked and that wilty produce gets thrown away um, because when we're not considering the life that we have, Um, it's really hard to make that meal plan work for us, right? For example, my husband works until eight o'clock one night a week. 
And I absolutely never make ambitious meal plans for that night. Um, right now for a season, my daughter has soccer one night a week. Um, on this day, I know I need something either super fast or something that I can set and forget in the crock pot. So planning is crucial to my meal plan being successful. And I plan around these events that I know are happening. And this is something that's going to make so much sense. Like you might be thinking like, duh, but at the same time, a lot of us are not implementing that even though we know it and it makes sense. All right. So I have only two suggestions to get started with. The first suggestion is to schedule a weekly personal planning session. If you don't have a planner, it doesn't matter. Grab a notebook or a piece of printer paper, or even the notes app on your phone. If this is causing you stress or overwhelm, grab yourself your favorite drink or a little snack, sit down somewhere comfy It doesn't need to be fancy. Um, Maybe set a timer for 20 minutes if you feel like this is something that you're going to struggle with. And then just take a minute to write out everything you've got going for the next week before you make your meal plan. Um, And just see how this influences the kind of meal plan that you make. My second suggestion uh, is to plan and schedule a family planning session. So if your kids are little or if you don't have kids, this could include just you and your husband. Um, But as the kids grow older, I encourage you to include them so that everyone in the family is on the same page every single week. Um, You know where you as a mom are going to need extra help. You can rally that help at the family meeting. um, And you're not going to end up with any surprises that end up completely derailing dinner time or any other plans you have for that matter, right? So those are the suggestions for beginning with planning. The third pillar is meal planning. When you sign up for my course, you're going to get my unique template for meal planning that will completely take all of the guesswork out of meal planning forever. But until then, there are still absolutely some family mealtime strategies that you can start with to make meal planning easier. So the first suggestion is to save all of your recipes in one spot. I personally like to use a recipe binder, and honestly, this is still very much a work in progress, but it gets better and better as I continue to work on it. Um, You could also use an app like Evernote. I've talked about that in the podcast before. It's one of my favorite apps. Um, You could use a classic recipe box. Um, They have specific meal planning apps like um, Paprika is one that I've tried and used that you might like if you're really into digital things. I'm not big into digital, but that one did work well if you are a digital fan. Um, Anyway, the point here is to try to gather up any recipe that is tried and true. If you haven't tried it yet, put it somewhere different. We're trying to make a safe space for you to come up with meals quickly. So we're going to say goodbye to Pinterest when it comes to meal planning, my friends. Um, These are meals that you know will turn out. Your list might be small at first, and that's okay, You can add to it with time and you can still peruse Pinterest with limits, Um, but choose tried and true recipes for the majority of your meal plan and maybe add one new idea every single week so that you are having successful meals most of the time. And that will act as a catalyst as you move forward um, and give you the confidence you need. So that's really important to just Choose your tried and trues and save them all together so that you can plan meals really, really quickly. Another idea is to save your past meal plan. So instead of reinventing the wheel every single week, save your entire meal plan. Um, You can rearrange the days 
for the next time you use it so they work out for your schedule, but you'll save loads of time by saving your favorite meal plans and even your grocery lists. You could even laminate those grocery lists um, for a certain meal plan so you can grab and go with almost no thinking. And once you have three or four of these saved, you can rotate them and really be done meal planning for the foreseeable future. Or while you continue to put together those recipe books or recipe boxes uh, because you've saved a lot of time by saving your meal plans. Another idea is to make a list of all of those favorite recipes that we talked about in the first idea um, so that you can make your meal planning go even faster. This way you're planning from a list rather than shifting through um, all of the recipes so that can make it a lot quicker. The last idea in the meal plan category is to categorize your meals. So categorizing can help you meal plan faster, especially when we compare it with that planning step. Um, So if you have a fast and easy category, you can easily look through that category for the days that you've already determined you will need a fast and easy meal. Uh, This will also help you choose meals with similar ingredients so you can double up your time spent meal prepping. All right, lastly, we have family mealtime strategies to improve your meal prep. Um, I've said it time and time again, meal prep is really the secret sauce. This is what will take your evenings from good to best when it comes to peaceful mealtimes. But meal prep is also probably the most complicated piece of the puzzle. Uh, There's a lot to learn from what can you freeze to how much should you meal prep to where will you find the time for a meal prep day. Um, Because of that, this is where a lot of people start to get stuck. They have many other parts of the puzzle down, but this one can feel a little bit paralyzing. Uh, But like I always say, some is better than none. We don't have any space for all or nothing thinking here. So let's talk about the simplest strategies you can use to start using meal prep. One thing I really like to do is to prep a healthy lunch for just me for the week. This is a wonderful act of self-care. Not my kids, not my husband, just for me. Um, I would choose an option like a soup that reheats really, really well, which most soups do, or a salad that I can keep separated and assemble when it's time to eat. But the reason this is so powerful is because suddenly you're going to feel fueled and taken care of as the mom and that fuel, both like physical fuel from the food and emotional fuel from being taken care of, will help you to push through whatever else you have going on for the week and maybe push you into making some other meal prep choices the next week, right? Okay, also, like I talked about in the beginning of this episode, one of my flagship strategies for meal prep is to prep a protein that I can use for several meals throughout the week. I do this all the time. Um, So this is one habit that is really simple that doesn't really take a lot of extra time, well, any extra time, really, Um, that you can start utilizing right now. One that I highly suggest you do. Um, The third thing you can do is to choose one meal from your meal plan that you could double and freeze for later. This is another thing that is not going to take much, if any time, because cooking a meal twice definitely doesn't take twice as long, especially when you are combining all of the prep. Um, And then you'll have a meal for later. And as you do this, Every single week, you can start to build up what I like to call an emergency stash for all of those days that just don't go quite according to plan. You have something in your freezer that you can use. The last idea is similar to the first one, but um, to prep a simple breakfast like overnight oats so that you start your days super energized. All right, my friends. 
These are the mealtime strategies for people who are beginning, who don't know where to start. My challenge to you is to choose just one idea from this list and try it out this week. I would love it if you would report back to me. Try emailing me at amanda at callmebetty.com and let me know how your experience goes. The hardest thing you'll ever have to do is start. After you've started, it's just a matter of fine tuning to get the strategy that will work perfectly for you. So just start, my friends. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you can think of anybody who you think this will share, any other moms you know are struggling, not just with mealtimes, but with life in general, I really hope that the strategies that I teach can open up that space that moms so desperately need for peace for themselves um, and to just create the feeling around their table that they always imagined would be there when they started their families. So next week with Easter coming on Sunday, I'm going to dig into all of the things you can do with those leftovers. So after following along today, if you're planning a ham dinner on Sunday, get that ham into the freezer when you're all done. And on Friday, I will tell you how you can use it in the weeks to come. I can't wait for the episode, my friends. Thanks for listening. Happy planning.